Welcome to another episode of the Family Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Horstman, and my prayer for you is that the Lord would be pleased to bless this show and use it to provide you as a Christian parent with gospel-centered, grace-driven ideas and encouragement for shepherding your children's hearts and cultivating your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other. All right, welcome to today's episode for our conversation. Today, I have my friend uh, Katie Trent here on the show, and we're going to discuss some fun, meaningful, and memorable ways to equip your children to overcome everyday struggles like anger, uh, unforgiveness, disobedience, peer and peer pressure, and other things with uh, biblical solutions and strategies that will help grow their faith uh, while strengthening our family connections. So uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Katie, she is uh, the one who puts the fun back in the fundamentals of family discipleship. I love that play on words. Uh, She's the best-selling author of the books Dishing Up Devotions, Recipes for a Sweet Child, and the founder of the Family Faith Building Academy and Community. So I would uh, highly encourage you to check out her website, uh, her social media, and I'll link all that stuff in uh, the show notes with this episode. So let's uh, just go ahead and jump right into our conversation, Katie. It's nice to have you with us today. And uh, so my first question uh, for you today is, you know, you've worked a lot uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of families over the years, created a lot of resources to equip uh, parents. So tell us a little bit more about your experience with, uh, you know, children and families. Yeah, so I have spent about 15 years working with children, teens, families. I've done a lot of counseling over the years and worked with a couple different mental health clinics. I also was an elementary school counselor for about a year before God called us to homeschool our family. And then my husband and I have been in ministry for just as long. So we have worked with families in that capacity as well and planted churches and done missions and things. So we have a lot of experience working with a wide variety of families in a, a, a lot of different settings. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. So uh, in your experience, like what would you say uh, most Christian parents struggle with when it comes to like family discipleship? I think we see a lot of different things depending on kind of whether you're newer to your faith or you've been in faith for a long time varies a little bit, but for the most part, I think all parents kind of feel a little bit ill-equipped with how to actually make the discipleship practical and meaningful and engaging. So many times you hear that either they don't know where to start or, you know, they know they should engage in family discipleship, but what that actually looks like in the day-to-day can be a big struggle for them. Or we see a lot of where they're good at maybe the disciplines, maybe they're good at reading the Bible or they're good at praying and worshiping, getting the kids to church, but helping to actually Bridge that gap between what they're reading and learning and how it applies to their daily life, I think, is something that all parents would say, this is a struggle. How do I help my kids understand what they're learning in Sunday school or, you know, when we're reading the Bible and how it actually applies to the day-to-day life all throughout their lives? Right, right. Yeah, I'd agree. I, you know, because, you know, we don't want to, like, just go through the motions and, and things like that. So, you know, it's, which can be kind of easy to do, you know, sometimes we're doing the right actions, right, or doing all the right things. But, uh, you know, sometimes, it, uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a bridge we have to cross to where it's, you know, it, you know, applies to everyday life. And it's, you know, lived, lived out a little bit more than just, you know, reading the Bible or going to church or things like that. So, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Agree there. And I think you see that, you know, you see it in the studies when you look at the extremely high amount of kids that are raised in Christian homes that attend church regularly, and they're leaving the faith by either their teen years or early adulthood. And I think that really indicates that we're doing something wrong. We're missing the mark in some way. And I think the biggest way is that kids are not owning their faith. They're not really understanding how it actually applies to their life. It's just, oh, this was just something we had to do 
or we did growing up or something I was taught, but it's not really something that helped them or benefited them. Jesus didn't become Lord of their life. They didn't experience the beauty of walking out of faith in a day-to-day basis. And so there's nothing for them. And that's really what I think is such a shame is that we see so many kids who didn't get that experience and didn't see how amazing it is to walk with Jesus every day of their life. Right. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So, um, like in your personal, you know, your, your family and stuff. So do you have any like stories that you could share about, you know, some of your own struggles and maybe how, um, you know, maybe, you know, kind of like I was saying, you were maybe doing some of the, the right things, but it wasn't like, you know, being, uh, you know, taking a step further. And, uh, so like, tell us a little bit about those, if you have some and, and like how you overcame that and, and what sure. you did different. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and see, I wasn't raised in church. My parents came from different faith backgrounds. And so growing up, I wasn't really sure what the truth was. Like, what is the right religion? If God is real, you know, what's, what's truth. And my husband had kind of a different experience where he had some of that religious background, um, but they weren't living it out. And so there was a lot of resentment and a lot of difficult times. So what was being taught at church wasn't being practiced at home. And so that was hard for him. So when we got married and then we had our own kids, we had been in ministry for a number of years at that time. I think we were married for about seven or eight years before we had kids. And so we had been doing youth ministry and young adults and different things at that time. So we had some understanding, but it's, it's a totally different ballgame when you're trying to figure out not only how do I parent my kid, but how do I raise them in the Lord? And during that time, you know, we were encountering a lot of families and kind of helping them through different struggles and trying to figure it out ourselves. And I think for me, it was really easy to say, okay, I know what I need to do in my head, but how do I actually make that stick? And any parent who's tried to, you know, like read the Bible with their kids or do things will say, sometimes it's hard. Like, how do I capture their attention? But more than just capture their attention, how do I capture their heart? And so it was really like a trial and error sort of a thing for us of figuring out like what is engaging my kids, what's helping them. And we work a lot with conversation. So conversation was something that we found was really important for our kids and helped them to kind of make some of those links. So the more that we had conversations, the more that we started pointing out things in the world, like, wow, look at this beautiful sunset that God painted for us tonight. How amazing is God? Can you believe that the creator of heaven and earth knows your name and loves you intimately and wants the best for you. And you can pray to him anytime, you know, and just kind of those simple conversations or walking around and, you know, looking at a bug and being like, wow, isn't it amazing that God made this teeny tiny creature Mm -hmm. who can do all these things, you know? And so as we just kind of started that parenting journey and we're walking with our kids, we found that they loved those conversations. And then for us, I love to bake. Um, I cannot cook to save my life. I am not a chef extraordinaire, but I love to bake and my kids love to be in the kitchen with me too. So that was one of those times where I found I had their full attention. They were listening. They wanted to, they didn't want to get kicked out of the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. They wanted to be there and do the thing. And so we had a lot of those conversations as we were baking even. And so that was something that I found helped when we were facing those struggles is how do we make those connections? A lot of it really came down to conversation and just building our relationship together. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. It's such a wonderful, it sounds like you have a wonderful time with your, your children in the kitchen. <laughs> so that's, that's wonderful. Um, so it's kind of funny because I was just listening to something actually this morning and uh, it was it was talking about, uh, this was specifically relating to like fatherhood, but it was like, you know, if, if you're scared to disciple your family, like, you know, this guy was like saying, you know, 
actually find a way to like learn how to teach others too, because like when you're teaching others, then you're going to be studying and growing and learning yourself too. So it's like, you're saying, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And, uh, you know, so, you know, where do I even, you know, pick up and begin? Um, and he's like, you know, find a way to not only learn yourself, but also to, you know, basically share what you're learning and what God is teaching you with others. Um, so it just made me think of that, like when you're saying, you know, um, how you were having interactions with a lot of other families too. And so I, I was just wondering, you know, did, did you, did it seem to you like, you know, the more you were sharing with others, you know, the more God was like revealing and showing to you too? Oh, absolutely. I had started yeah. blogging and that was, I started writing at that time. And the more that you are, you're like, okay, I've got this blog. How do I share these thoughts? You're in the word, you're in prayer. You're really looking at those things and it absolutely makes it easier. And for my husband pastoring, you know, that was something again, where he was in the word. And I think you bring up a good point. I think, especially for dads, one of the things I find in working with a lot of the moms is that there's a lot of confusion about what does it actually look like for my husband to lead our family? What does it look like for my husband to be the spiritual leader of the household? And one of the things that I work with families a lot on is helping them to understand that God created each of us uniquely. And so our personalities are very different and our husband's personalities are very different. And so there's not one size fits all discipleship. The way you interact with your kids is going to be very different than the way my husband interacts with our kids, you know? And so one of the things that I think helps parents is when you kind of take that box away and you say, it doesn't mean that your dad has to be the one reading out of the Bible. My husband, he suffered from dyslexia. He is not good at reading aloud. It's not something he enjoys. So he would rather that I read the devotion or whatever it is. And then he brings up incredible insights and revelation and discussion as we're talking about it, you know? So I think if anyone listening kind of just takes that pressure off, whether it's a spouse, you know, your wife listening and saying, Hey, don't put that pressure on your husband or husband saying, it's okay if what the way you want to interact with your kids is going to look different than the way the guy next door is going to. Have you found that as well? Um, well, yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not married, but I <laughs> either, you know, I don't have kids of my own yet, but um, yeah, I, I, in my observations, you know, other families, yeah, it's, it's totally, um, you know, yeah, it's not the same from one family to the next one. You know, one uh, spouse might be good with in one family, you know, it might, might require a little bit of, uh, um, you know, working around in another family to, to make that work. But, but yeah, like you said, you know, God made each of us unique. And uh, so it's, you know, definitely a, a uh, you know, learning experience, you know, to see how that, you know, personally fits into to each and every family. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, especially when it comes to like fathers and leadership. So it's like, yeah, that's, so that's kind of what I was, I was listening to this morning too, but but uh, yeah, so how does, uh, how would you say our relationship with uh, our children, how does that affect, you know, our, you know, our family discipleship? How, did, how do you think that connects? Yeah, the relationship that we have with our kids is probably one of the most important aspects of our family discipleship, because the stronger our relationship with our kids is, the more effective our discipleship is going to be. So if you think about it, if your kids don't trust you, if there's, you know, animosity in that relationship, it's going to be a lot harder for them to receive what you're trying to teach them. So if you find that you have a strained relationship, the most important part of discipleship to begin with is to really bridge that gap and to re- build that relationship. And sometimes it's just a simple going to them and humbling yourself and saying, you know what, I've really messed up. I'm so sorry that I haven't communicated it as well as I need to, or I haven't been there in the way that I need to, or whatever it is that your struggle is, that's kind of impacted that relationship with your child, taking the time to have that conversation say, what can I do to help us work on this relationship? What do you need from me? And build that bridge and strengthen that relationship because the stronger that is, 
the more they're going to listen to you, the more they're going to come to you and the more that they're going to trust and value your wisdom that you share. And so when you work on that relationship building, that sets such a beautiful and firm foundation for discipleship so that it's a constant flow of building trust and building rapport and having those conversations and them being engaged in what you're trying to do. Right. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. It, you know, it could be simple as like you're saying earlier, you know, just the, you know, simple, what we think is mundane conversations. Right. And it, you know, it really actually has a big, big impact on, on our kids. So <laughs> definitely. So, um, so if, what would you say to like parents whose children are like struggling emotionally, behaviorally, or relationally? What, what advice would you have for them? Well, first off, I'd say you're absolutely not alone. I think, you know, when we come into parenthood, especially when we have a faith in Christ, we're thinking like it's it's going to be easier. It's going to come more naturally or, you know, they're not going to have those big struggles that other kids do. But the reality is, is that we live in this fallen world and all of us sin, all of us struggle. And so our kids are going to do the same. And, you know, the second book that I wrote, Recipes for a Sweet Child, is all focused on those emotional, behavioral, and relational struggles that all kids face. And when I sat down to write that book, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to get all these stories from other families. And, you know, it's going to be so great. And yet when I sat down to write, it was like, oh, well, I have a story about this. Oh, well, yeah, my kid was dealing with this anger issue. And oh, my kid was dealing with tattling. And my kid was dealing with this lying and you know and so literally the whole book ended up just being stories from our family <laughs> and ways that we worked through them because even though I have a degree in it and I have years and years of teaching other parents and counseling and doing ministry and all of these things it doesn't it doesn't take away the fact that they're still going to struggle with those behaviors I just have maybe a few more skills for how to navigate tackling those. And my heart with my kids was, I want to teach them that the Bible has a solution for every problem they face. And that was really the heart behind even that book and how we approach our discipleship in our home is teaching our kids that the Bible is a manual for life. It's not something that's antiquated. It's not outdated. It is applicable every day in every way, in every situation. And so as we help our kids understand that they can see, oh, first off, I'm not alone because I think one of the biggest lies the enemy wants us to believe is that we're alone in our struggle, that there's something so fundamentally wrong with us because we can't control our anger or, you know, we're dealing with the sadness or whatever it may be. We can't get over our grief, whatever struggle we're facing. We believe that lie that we're the only ones or there's something wrong. And so when we can just normalize it and say, look at the Bible, you know, look at all of these examples of people who wrestled that helps to really set them free from that fear and insecurity and help them to know that it's okay, that God still loves them, that you as their parent still loves them, and that you're willing to walk it out with them and that they can find wisdom from God's word to help them to overcome whatever it is that they're facing. No, I love that. Love that. Like, I love how you said, uh, you know, the Bible has an answer for everything. So it, you know, it really does. I think when we start with that, it's like, um, you know, cause it's really easy, you know, especially when, you know, the world and culture society, it's like, you know, we, we, we have all these problems and, you know, in that sense, it's like, we're not different from, you know, just being a Christian, uh, or, you know, Christian family isn't going to, you know, stop those problems from coming to you, but it's, um, the difference is, you know, we have the book and the manual that has the answers, right? <laughs> so, exactly. That so, solution yeah. manual yeah. is critical. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives uh, a lot more of a hopeful outlook and hopeful situation when you're like, 
okay, well, yeah, you know, we, we might have the same problems as, as everyone else does, but, uh, you know, we definitely have uh, the best answer for how to fix it and how to go, how to go about doing that. So, Amen. So, yeah, yeah. So let's take just a quick break and then we'll be back right back. And I have just a few more questions for you before we wrap up. Shortly after the British pastor G. Campbell Morgan got married, his father visited their London apartment for dinner. Dr. Morgan eagerly asked for his father's thoughts on their new home. After a moment of silent reflection, he told his son, it's very nice, but I didn't see one thing in it to indicate that it's a Christian home. The decorations we choose for our home serve as visual expressions of our passions and commitments. When scripture verses fill prominent places that are easily seen around our house, it becomes unmistakably clear that our home is a place where Jesus is loved and his presence dwells. Immersing our families in the Word of God should be an important part of our daily lives, which is why I want to share a beautiful set of Bible verse posters to help your family do just that by showcasing 12 beloved quotations from the words of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Each poster features a carefully selected verse highlighted in a vibrant background that will add beauty and biblical inspiration to the walls of your home. So head over to familydiscipleshippodcast.net slash John to see all the designs. And for listeners of this show, you can use the code podcast to unlock a special 20% discount just for my listeners here. These posters are available for immediate downloads. You can print them, frame them, and hang them in prominent places around your house. Go to familydiscipleshippodcast.net slash John. Use the code podcast for 20% off and mark your home as a sanctuary where the Lord's word is loved and treasured as the foundation of your family's relationship with him. All right, so welcome back. Um, so we've been talking about uh, family discipleship and you know how to, how to help uh, parents whose children might be you know, struggling. Um, we were just talking about you know how the you know, the Bible is the, the answer book that uh, we need for dealing with every struggle we face, you know, not just as, uh, you know, parents or children or husbands and wives, um, but, uh, you know, basically every uh, issue that we have, you know, there's an answer for it in there. So <laughs> um, I love that. So uh, you talk a little, you, you talk a lot actually about uh, like putting the fun back in the fundamentals of family discipleship. Um, so what exactly do you mean uh, by that term? Like I said, I like that play on words. What do you, what do you exactly yeah, mean by that? <laughs> that's a great question. See, we often, when we're looking at discipleship, we focus a lot kind of on the rules or the rituals, the routines, you know, we focus a lot on that. And as we talked about earlier in the episode, when we do just that, when we're trying to change behavior, we're working on behavior modification instead of that life transformation, then we're not being effective. And that's why we're seeing so many kids leaving their faith because it was just about rules. It was just this rigid structure. So when we put the fun back into it, all of a sudden it changes their life. It becomes the best part of their childhood instead of the worst. You know, when our kids can look back on their life and every amazing memory that they have is linked to their faith in some way, they remember testimonies of miracles they've seen and people they've prayed for. And they recognize, you know, times where they saw prayers answered and they were able to get through a difficult time or they, you know, they prayed for something and later got to walk out what that looked like to receive the answer. Those things begin to transform their world. And so then when somebody comes along to try and debate them theologically or that, you know, they try to say, oh, that's not real. 
they have a whole childhood full of experiences and testimonies to say it is, and it's amazing and you want what we have. And so that's why putting that fun is so important. And again, it ties into family connection and relationship. It ties into making meaningful moments together and just really building this beautiful faith walk that's active and vibrant and not just, again, a ritual or a routine. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that, you know, it gives them a much better foundation. Yeah. It's like if versus if all they, you know, you know, the only perspective they have of, you know, church and faith is, you know, bad, then it's going to be a lot easier when, you know, someone comes along later down the road and is like, Hey, you know, they start questioning this and it's like, well, yeah, you know, maybe you're right. But if, but if they have that totally different, uh, you know, worldview mindset, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot harder for them to be, you know, drawn away, but it's like, you know, yeah, you're going to want what I have, not, not the other way around. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So can you share an example, um, like in your family in particular, like how you've seen that concept of, you know, fun family discipleship transform? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, we talked a little bit about anger. So anger is something that we had experienced. My, both my kids have gone through periods of time where anger was a struggle for them. And so one of the ways that we kind of brought that and made that tangible is by including a baking recipe. So we, you know, baked in the kitchen and we talked about lava and volcanoes And so we said, you know, what does this look like? And when we build up that anger and then we explode, you know, it affects other people that lava reaches out and hurts other people around them. And so we played the game that everybody has probably heard of the floor is lava, right? Like hopping from place to place and trying not to get burned by the lava. Um, And so we talked about that and we talked about how the Bible says, you know, be angry and sin not. And so just normalizing that the Bible acknowledges we're going to feel anger And it's not the anger in itself that's wrong. It's how we respond to that anger that is going to be a problem and talking about, you know, power of life and death is in the tongue. You know, there's so many scriptures that you can reference in this, but that's just kind of an example of how we would take it a concept and tie it together. And how do we navigate this situation and walk that out in a way that honors God. And then that's something that sticks, you know? So when there's a, a lesson, like an object lesson or some sort of a teachable moment that they can remember, they're going, that's going to stick with them. And then I don't have to go all the way back through the lesson every time they're struggling. I'm like, oh, we don't want any lava spilling out, you know, (laughs) something just quick reference where it's like, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. So when we can just make that connection again, that link between what's the struggle, what does the Bible say, and how can we link that together that is how we bring that Bible to life and make it fun and meaningful and memorable for them. Yeah, awesome. That's wonderful. So what uh, what would be some practical tips that you have for helping fa- uh, helping parents with biblical parenting strategies? I think first off is, and you mentioned this a little bit, you've got to get in the word. If you're not taking time to get to know God, to spend that quality time in prayer, seeking wisdom, you know, learning the Bible yourself, then you're not going to have anything to give your kids. And you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know the whole Bible to be able to figure something out, but you've got to be willing to go to that source when there's a struggle. And, you know, we have topical references. Now we have all of these tools at our fingertips. So whether it's the Bible app or, you know, uh, study manuals or things, you can really search even on Google, you could say, what does the Bible say about anger and be able to find something. So, starting with making sure that you're doing the work yourself and then looking at ways that it intersects with your life. And as you start thinking about ways like that you can make those connection points, you can really start to build a a tool belt, if you will, 
of things that you can bring in for your kids or getting resources like the books that I write are resource manuals for parents so that you can pull it off the shelf and say, oh, lying. What does the Bible say about lying? Okay, here we are. Here's a lesson. Here's some questions. Here's some fun activities. So it's done for you. So there's lots of resources out there too, to help you really bring that to life. And then it's just being willing to pause because in the busyness of life, sometimes we're frustrated with those interruptions. Like our kids are suddenly fighting and we don't know, you know, we're just trying to get through a homeschool lesson, or we're just trying to get to the grocery store or whatever. But if you'll take a moment and really seize that opportunity, realizing that that is the most beautiful gift that you can give your kids, because you could teach them about something that they hadn't experienced yet, but they're not going to remember it as well as if they're in that moment and you pause and you say, Hey, let's stop right here. Let's tackle this issue. Let's talk about how we're feeling and what this looks like and what impact it's having. And you're helping them through it right then and giving them tools and strategies. Then suddenly, not only have they solved the problem in the moment, but now they have something to go back to when they struggle again. So I think slowing down as a parent and be willing to take advantage of those teachable moments is one of the most important things we can do when we're looking at family discipleship. Yeah, it's it's uh, worth it more in the long run too, because you know if they retain it and remember it longer, then you know yeah, it might be a little bit more time to to deal with it now, but it's like um, it will it will have much better fruit and better reward later down the road. <laughs> exactly, and so, no parent yeah. likes to repeat themselves over yeah. and over <laughs> and over again. So this yeah. will really save you a lot of <laughs> right, that struggle, right. where exactly. you can again just do a quick little oh remember what we talked about or remember, you know, like I, I do recipes with fun little things like, Oh, let's not do blubbering blueberry muffins right now um, yeah. for sadness yeah. and crying, you know, or mm -hmm. things like that. So it's just a quick, like, Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Then it clicks with them. And it's like, yep. You know, and they remember the whole rest of the whole rest of the lesson. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So you were talking about uh, some resources and, and things like that. And like, like we mentioned your books uh, in particular, um, and then you also have your family faith building Academy. So, can you tell us a little bit about your books and about the Academy and, uh, you know, tell our audience like where they can uh, learn more about both of those and uh, check them out. Absolutely. So everything can be found on my website at kdjtrent.com and Christian's got the link for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my book, so Dishing Up Devotions is actually family character building. So it's got a devotion for the homeschool parent, and then it has a fun family activity and then a baking recipe with a little conversation connection that makes it an object lesson. So for example, we talk about what does it mean to be set apart and why that's important in our life. And so in that example, you're putting two cookies together that are going to conform to each other because we talk about don't be conformed to the world, mm -hmm. um, but live your life set apart. And so that's a fun resource to be able to build biblical character traits in your family all together. And then recipes for a sweet child really is that practical parenting help. It has got 36 of the most common childhood struggles that all of our kids face. And that one is set up a little bit more robustly. So you've got a devotion to help the parent understand the struggle a little bit deeper and how to navigate that. And then there's a simple biblical lesson that you can teach them. And those are broken down. So really that's for age, I would say three to you know 15, you're gonna be in there and able to tackle those issues. And they have like, if your kid's younger, do this. And if your kid's older, you can go this deep with it. So it's got those lessons and it still has fun family games and activities and then baking recipes that are used as object lessons. And many of the recipes in that book are gluten-free, allergy sensitive. So we have a lot of different options for families of all types in there. So those are great resources for you. 
And then my Family Faith Building Academy is actually a six-week digital discipleship course for Christian parents to teach you how to effectively disciple your kids in those fun, meaningful, and memorable ways. So what does it really tangibly look like to put the fun back in the fundamentals of family discipleship? So we walk you through everything from how to define what you believe. So it doesn't matter. It's not like a denominational curriculum. What We're going to teach you how to figure out what do you believe and how do you teach those things to your kids? How do you set that foundation? We talk about Bible study and prayer and worship. We talk about how to incorporate those teachable moments. We talk about every age and stage of development, how to help your kids through those in discipleship. And we have over 500 pages of printable resources and quick little videos that go along with it. So we love to help families through that. It's a great resource, very affordable. And then our Family Faith Building Community is an ongoing online membership for Christian parents that want to have that support and accountability. So each month we have one theme focus, January is prayer. So that's what we're focusing on and we have challenges. So this month we're challenged to pray every day, at least once with our kids. And then I provide one simple resource. So it's very easy to keep you moving forward in your faith and have that support and access to me and a community when you have questions or you need prayer. So we'd love for you to join our family faith building community as well. You get the first month free for that to just kind of check it out and see if it's for you. So I'm always happy to help any way that I can. I really believe that God is calling us to take a stand for our kids in this hour and build strong faith-filled families. And so that's really what we're all about. Amen. Amen. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, like I said, I'll put the uh, links for all that in uh, the show notes. So hopefully uh, to our audience, hopefully you'll, you'll go and check, check that out. Um, I think you'll, you'll find some stuff you'll have there. <laughs> so well, anyways, uh, any, before we wrap up, do you have any final word of encouragement or inspiration for our listeners, Katie? I would just say, keep going. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know sometimes you feel like you're failing miserably at it, but just know that we all feel that way. And the Bible tells us, right? We all fall short of the glory of God. We all need to look to him and he's faithful to give us that wisdom as we need it. So reach out, find community, keep praying and pressing in and know that you are doing the most important work you could possibly do in discipling your kids and really equipping this next generation to change the face of the earth. So keep going. We're praying with you and for you. Christian has great resources as well. So tap into those resources that God has provided and keep going. It'll be worth it in the end. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate you sharing your heart and sharing your thoughts and wisdom with us. And uh, we will definitely have you back again sometime soon. And to our audience, thank you for listening. And I can't wait to have you tune in again next time for our next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. You've been listening to the Family Discipleship Podcast. I truly hope that you've been blessed and encouraged by the things we've covered today. And I'd love to hear your feedback, questions, or even suggestions for a particular guest or topic that you would like to see featured on a future episode. Feel free to email host at familydiscipleshippodcast.net. And don't forget to follow the show on social media and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss new episodes as they're released. I hope you'll be able to join us again next week. But in the meantime, I pray that the Lord will continue to bless your family as you endeavor to shepherd your children's hearts and cultivate your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other.